am Melissa Daly. I'm here with Agile World, and I'm going to talk about why did I become an entrepreneur? Hello, everyone. I am Steve Mowbray with Agile World, and today I am here with one of my favorite nonconformists, Melissa Daly. And Melissa and I, when did, when did we meet, Melissa? 2014. Oh, she, she remembers the year. So I guess, so I guess we met um, seven, seven, eight years ago. And um, since then, Melissa and I, we were both business analysts for a government contractor back then, and we have both moved on and done quite a few different things. And I love the fact that Melissa has gone off and started her own business and software ventures. And well, remember, I had my business then. That's true. That's true. But you didn't have as many contracts as you do now. And uh, your business is much bigger. So, Melissa, what's going on? How are you doing? I'm good, Steve. Thank you for having me here today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, la I'm laughing because, because, that, 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 that is Melissa's fake side. <laughs> he was pushing on that one. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. The nonconformist in her, I could feel it. It will come out. It did. It did. It did. <laughs> I'm good, Steve. Thanks for having me here today. Yeah. I don't really do that well. I know. <laughs> People want me to do that, but I don't do it well. <laughs> They want me to do it. I don't do that well. No, but I don't think they really want you to do that. They just don't, they just may not know how to take you because you're such a powerful person. So. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> like over the weekend, so, no, when I came back to the, uh, you know, from the big uh, weekend, someone asked me, was like, how was your weekend? I was like, it was awful. And then there's like a hush over the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know for like the past year, I probably have said it's, it was great, but no, this week it was off. Okay. You know, no, and no one right knows how to take that. You know what I mean? No one knows how to take when something's bad. They know how to take like, oh, have a good day. You know, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm okay. But when I say it's awful, you can hear everyone go, I don't know whether to ask her mm -hmm. what happened over the weekend or what, but let's just get on with the assignment. <laughs> You should really take it. No one knows how to take the truth. You know, Steve? That, that, that's, that's, well, because it kind of caught, caught me off guard. I'm thinking, I don't, I don't think I want to dig into that too much. <laughs> because I don't you know, know that I want to know about her horrible weekend. But yeah. Was, you know, it wasn't like all that bad, but it was like, it was a little intense. Yeah. Well, that, that's, I mean? that's fast. That's fascinating. I, I'm going to come back to that in, in just a second, but, but it's different cultures as well, because in the American culture, I think we ask, how you doing? And what we're really saying is entertain me. Exactly. Right. How was your weekend? Tell me something, tell me something good. Cheer me yes. up. Correct. Um, or, or if we ask, how, how are you doing? We, it's, it's just a polite, it's just a politeness. Yeah. Now, now my wife being from Ukraine and we have lots of friends from Eastern Europe. Right. Um, when you ask such a question. It's a conversation. Yeah. They're going to tell you they're going to, yeah. it's, 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 it's rude not to tell you. So, Correct. so you, you, so you need to sit in because it might take mm -hmm. 10 minutes. Right. Know, so, not, sit, not... so sit down. Let me tell you. 
<laughs> yes, it may otherwise, not just be. Yeah. Otherwise, don't ask me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Don't ask. You don't want to know. Don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> so, so that one has caught me a couple times. You know, just, just I, I got, I got, got my keys in my hand, and and you know, you get, okay, but you're going to tell me anyway. So, all right, so let's let's talk. <laughs> So you have to be careful. So what, so how was your weekend? What's up? What's up? Why was it a bad weekend? You know, people in. People in? Yeah. You know, just people. People do what people do. All right. Or yeah, dishonest. People don't tell the truth. Oh. People lead you on. This has nothing to do with dating in terms of leading you on, right? <laughs> not, 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 not like that, but it's close to it. You know, there's, you know, you know, monetary things of value involved and people want to play with that stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, that, I don't really have a lot of time for the play. You don't, you don't have a lot of time. And, and I know I've tried to, cause how long did it take us to, to, to go get faux again recently? Oh my God. Two years, three years, maybe, <laughs> maybe three years. I mean, it was COVID. Yes. And then there were mo- the months of like, okay, I got to get vaccinated. I, you know, all those other things. And then we went for foe. And it was so good to see you. I know it was so good to see you too. It was. In we, our favorite foe place. Yes. Yes. The place where very close to where we met. Yes, exactly. Right, right down the street. And the next time I see you, you're going to be at, is it called Infecticon? Inflectricon. 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 I need to get that right. Because you're going to be doing a couple of talks. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be my first conference in person before COVID. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of interaction, a lot of people there, you know? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. So Inflectricon, it, it, that is in uh, D.C. It's at Gallaudet, right? And it's going to be in May. Beautiful and campus. It is a beautiful campus. Yeah. And what, what are you going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about human-centered design in an agile or DevOps world with my lovely colleague, Kudor Bahal. Ooh, I haven't met her yet. No, you haven't, but I would love for you guys to meet. I can't wait for you guys to meet. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Kudor is really good. She's really good. Okay, because I know you do do great things, because when we did the A20 DMD conference. Oh, that was fun. Which was so, which was so much fun. Can you believe um, that was almost a year and a half ago? Was it? A year? It, it was. A year ago? Yeah. It was over. It was over a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time flies when you're having fun, <laughs> or when you're stuck in COVID, or when you're stuck in COVID, or you have a bad weekend. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But but uh, yeah, time time does fly, and because you did a a talk on behavior driven development BDD. I did. Yep. And sure then did. you even showed up at, at the meetup and, and hosted that, which was fun. I did. That is true. Which was awesome. So, so Melissa, Melissa, now, now you and I, we could talk about all kinds of things that we, that we're familiar with together, foe and, and the conferences that we're going to be at together and, and things of that sort. But um, tell me and tell the, 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 the folks listening, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about your, your journey. Cause you have not taken the, the, the path that everybody else does. That's one of the things I love about you. What path does everybody else take? 
Because you know, there's sometimes, Steve, that I sit back and I'm like, why, why didn't I do that? Why is it about, what is it about me that I just can't, there's something in my bones where I just can't do that? Well, is, that the, is that the other path that other people take? That well, yeah. that? I think a lot of people, they, you know, you, you go to college for four years and then you get your, your degree and you go into whatever career you're going to do. You, you work for somebody else. You don't question a lot of things. You just do as you're told. And oh, you question. That's key. Sorry. I didn't uh-huh. mean to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and you work for somebody else the, the entire time and, and you just follow whatever the career path is that's laid out for you. And that, that's a beautiful path. Yeah. That's a beautiful path. It is. It works for a lot of, lot of folks. That did not work for you. <laughs> yeah. So I question everything. <clears throat> no. Really? Yeah. That's what <laughs> makes me, a, uh, you know, who I am. You know, I like the science. I like the math. I like the engineering. If you don't like it. Yeah. I mean, you don't question stuff if you don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, if you're going to be a true scientist or engineer or someone who loves math and technology, you won't question a lot of things. You got to question everything. Like, you know, why did the program office implement that type of solution? I don't think that should go through. Yep. And I'm not trying to be combative. I just want to question, like, is that really what the users want? Or is this a political push? Ah. You know what I mean? Most of the times it's a political push. All right. Well, if it's a political push, don't pay me on salary. Pay me hourly. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that 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 makes sense. That makes sense. So, so when did you start questioning things and realize that that you wanted to start your own company? Birth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think my parents would agree with that. Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> Always been an inquisitive child. Yes. Now woman hasn't changed too much. I think the best decisions that were made were when we were children. You, you, you know, we could, we could probably learn a lot by just remembering what we were taught in kindergarten, right? Yes. You know, whenever we're trying and to work gr- on a team. And eighth grade. And eighth, why eighth grade? Because mostly what I do is eighth grade math. Eighth grade science, it is right. The scientific method—that's what you learn in the seventh and eighth grade. So, scientific method is all we do. That's what design thinking is based on. Based on that's what uh, the agile parts of the agile practice is based on. That's what software development is based on. They're all everything, even creating art is all based on the scientific method. If anybody wants to debate me on that, you can, but. Uh, it is. It's a scientific method. Now that's that's fascinating. See, I yeah. discovered I discovered computer programming in ninth grade, tenth grade. Mm-hmm. I think this was a long time ago. This was a long time ago. This is when Fairfax County was allowing the school system to to spend some time on their mainframes. So, oh, we. Yeah, that was old. That was uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. There, there were no such thing as PCs then. Well. <laughs> drastically expensive (laughs) you don't even look like you even know what those things are (laughs) thank you thank you you're you're sucking up because you you know i'm older than dirt but it's okay (laughs) (laughs) 
And you know, you know, I, pre- I appreciate it. My camera keeps fading off like that. There we go. There we go. There we're back. There we're back. There we're back. So, so you started questioning things, but you know, why didn't you take the normal path? Why didn't you just go get a job for somebody and just do as you're told? What made you decide you wanted to start your own business? Because getting a job sounds like prison. <laughs> <laughs> an environment where people were like oh i got i got about 15 more years left till retirement what's the difference between that and someone who's going to prison you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're like oh i got 15 years left till i got parole so you can't enjoy life you know what I'm saying? you can't enjoy life until you reach retirement hmm. no 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 i don't i don't want to live that life well you guys i've seen too many people who have died because they've been trying to live They've been trying to wait until they retired, right? They're like, oh, I got, you know, I got oh, 10 years left. I got five more years left. Can't wait. I got, uh. And my goal from pretty young, my goal was like, how can I live and still make a living? But like, you know, live my life like a vacation in, in some forms, right? Like I just got back from tennis in the middle of the day. Well, there you go. You know what I mean? There you go. But having your own business, you often have to work a lot harder, don't you? Oh, I do. But for me, parts of it is not work. It's fun. Like over the weekend, I was, this was not what, this is actually what made me happy over the weekend. Okay. <laughs> like over the weekend, you know, I'm building APIs. Just not for the heck of it, but because I want to improve the software that I develop, right? Wow, you so are living that, your best life. I, I, you know, I hear people talking all the time. I wish I could spend this weekend building APIs, but I have but to go not, on. Vac- I have to go skiing. So yeah, but it's not that to me. It's like it's the questioning. It's like allowing my mind to mm-hmm. exercise itself. You know, so allowing it to exercise itself. Although I wanted to better my application, don't get me wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is the end game. But a part of it too is, you know, I'm just like chilling out. You know, it could be, I mean, plus it was snowing or whatever, but, you know, it could be a real chill weekend. And I'm just like, oh, wait, I want to figure this out. Let me figure that out. And then Eureka, I figured it out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's how I taught myself a lot of stuff. I I teach myself new languages, new stuff all the time. Why not? That's the part of what education is about. Education is an event. It's a lifelong journey. There we go. There we go. It's all about the journey, isn't it? It is. It is. Mm. So that's why, Steve, I like to ask questions. I like to get involved. I like to know what's going on. I just don't want to sit in the background. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of people have had me. Unfortunately. Hey, and that is, that is so true. I, and I just love that that concept because my, my daughter, you know, Tatiana, she's 18. She's getting ready to go to college. And, um, you know, and we've, we've had the discussion because going to college is great. It's wonderful. And many people they'll get out of college and that's, they'll find what their career is and that's it. You know, and I've explained to to Tatiana, it's like, well, you know, I've had like six different careers. Which and, I have admired in you. I'm like, how'd you get away with that, Steve? There you go. Yeah, and and I've I've done that, and I'm only 28, so you exactly. Know, it's, 
Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you were rolling at the age of 10 if your daughter is 18. <laughs> okay. All the other years, she's about to graduate, go to college. Kudos, 28-year-old. Right. And you started off talking about people being dishonest. There I am saying I'm 28. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but but we were having the the discussion, and I was explaining to her that what 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 you learn now is wonderful. But the main thing you the main thing you need to learn is how to learn. Key. And and right. learning how to learn is is I I think the key to constant growth. Correct. Because exactly. I feel you're either growing or dying. Correct. And that's Look at that. They and that's if you're humans or if you're a business. Yep. Or whatever. You're either growing or dying. There's yes, exactly. And, and that's it. And you can die and for a while, but then you got to go come back. Right? Yes. And that's an everyday thing. And it's a commitment to wanting to learn to do that and to develop. And it's not just about, it's just not, it's not just about learning about, you know, your profession. It could be mm -hmm. learning about yourself. Like there's so much of myself that I still don't know yet. So I'm committed to myself on a daily basis to get to learn me. And to know me more on a deeper level, right? Like I didn't know recently, like, oh, okay, I can learn tennis. So I started playing tennis a couple of years ago. Great. Mm -hmm. I'm actually okay at it. I'm not really that good, but I'm okay at it. You know what I mean? There's Do you enjoy it? Oh my God, I love tennis. I like laughing at myself when I don't hit the ball. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's something that I don't have to be good at. <laughs> Tennis, golf, and sex. You don't have to be good at them to enjoy them. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about that last one. <laughs> well, you, 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 have, you, you have to be good at it to, get, to find somebody to keep doing it with you. But <laughs> And tennis is the same way, right? If you never hit the ball back, no one's going to play with you anymore, right? So <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, golf, you can swing by yourself if you're not playing with it. No. There you That's go. <laughs> So yes, it's it's that, and I think that's one of the things that I, I love about you so much is is that constant that constant growth mindset. Yeah. Never, and it's, you know, and and I was describing the growth mindset to someone, and they was like, "That sounds pretty cynical. It sounds like you're never satisfied with anything." And I'm like, "I'm I'm satisfied, but there's more, right?" Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like for me, I have to question myself on. Ooh, am I just never satisfied? You know what I mean? Like I, I literally, like I have to question myself a lot about that because it it can come across that way. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's like, it's like there's there's just more to learn to life, period. Like I wish, you know, I, I was supposed to learn more about swimming. Like that's a part of me. Like I've, I started learning how to swim because I never learned when I was younger. So I started learning how to swim, but because of COVID, right? I couldn't but I can't wait to go back out there and like learn how to swim, you know, like learn how to swim better, all that other great stuff. And so to me, it's like about developing me to be a better, a better person. Right. So I can just be a better person and live my best life. How do you not live your best life? If you're not learning about who you are, how, what, how other people are, or how to interact with other people or just educating yourself about different things. I think, like you said, I agree to wholeheartedly. If you're not, then you're dying. That's to me what death is. Yes. Right. I, 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 I think I think that's what it is. Now that that doesn't mean I, I, you know, I'm perfectly happy kicking back 
for some time and not doing anything, not okay. learning anything. And sometimes that just feels good. Yes. But it's not a state I can stay in. Correct. Yeah. And like, I can break. Don't worry. You know, like if I need a break, I can break. Right? Like <laughs> I can just sit. I can sit and just stare at the water. You know what I mean? Not do nothing. I had this thing of, I probably shouldn't say this on camera. Okay. Let me see. How, how can right. I say this? How can I say this? Like I have this thing of like, if I if it's a certain time of year or for like a certain situation, let's say, then I I basically break mentally. Does that make sense? Like I'm like, mm. okay, I'm on a mental break, so I may show up to certain things, but mentally I'm not there. Does that make sense? And I nope. choose to do that where it's like, oh, that's fun. I could be at a place, but I don't mentally have to be there. <laughs> Um, you know, I, 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 I like that. And, and I am often there and I've gotten to the point to where I'm comfortable enough with myself to just let people know. Really? Yeah. I, I can, I can, I can tell people, Hey, you know what? I, I'm here. I know we're, I know we're, we're working on this today. Uh, but I'm just going to focus on, on the re repetitive tasks today. Um, I'm oh, not going to be creative today. That's good. I'm not, I'm I remember not gonna... when, when I was an employee, mm -hmm. like my whole thing was like, oh, I'm just going to be present. You know, I'm just going to show up because, you know, like in school, showing up is like half the points you get. You know what I'm saying? Like you get you get 50 percent for just showing up in school. <laughs> you know, so That's I was true. like, well, if I go to work and I was if I were to categorize this or rate it, all I need to show up. Mm -hmm. That's 50 percent of it. And then if I actually do the work, that's a fucking bonus. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there's different ways to do the work. Yes. Well, you know, like I'm really fast at doing the work. So like there, I could, I could go into the office Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, and just show up mentally. And I, I can do the work on like Wednesday or Thursday. Mm -hmm. And I'll be done. You know? Yes. And, and that's that's also the the knowledge work. That's also the problem solving skills. You know, it's it's very in interesting if you ask or if you watch developers or ask developers, um, say, you know, what would happen if you lost all your work that you did yesterday? Mm. All mm. The, the whole day. How long would it take you to retype it all? Hands on keyboards, how long would it take you to retype it? You know, so sometimes, oh, it'll take me all day. But but others, if you have a good relationship, they'll say, oh, 30 minutes. <laughs> because they already figured it out. They had to spend yesterday figuring out how, how to do it, how to write it, how to create it. And then it was only 30 minutes hands on keyboards. You don't need to be in an office to do that. That's how I feel. I felt like, you know, as an employee, they just have us sitting there waiting for us to figure stuff out when the best way for me to figure things out is when I'm dancing. Wait a second. I've never seen you dance. I've known you for eight years. I've never seen you dance. What's up? <laughs> like I said, this is the evolution. It's always a cycle of getting to know each other. Okay. Right. So okay. what helps me in like getting to the end result, the problem here 
is dancing, letting myself get loose and free. And you can't do that in a corporate environment, at least some corporate environments. Well, like in my, in, at Orca Intelligence, freedom is accepted. Dancing is a part of the process. Okay. I love that. Can I come work for you? Sure. <laughs> you got to dance. I mean, you got to get release that energy that comes through freedom. So you can't do that. Like when I work for other companies, I can't be dancing at my desk, but I would have music on like in my earphones or whatever, but I can't dance. I would tap on the desk. Okay. I've heard that. I've heard that. We used to share an office. Remember I've, I've heard right. it happen. <laughs> That's my little rhythm thing going on. There you go. There you go. And, and you know me, I'll, I'll talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fine uh, it was it was great i loved working with you uh, <laughs> we had a good time we did we did we got a lot of work done but we also had, had fun so <clears throat> so since, since then you have been involved in a number of software projects like creating software projects mm -hmm. t t t tell me a little bit more about those because i only know about one or two that, that i've helped a little bit with but Talk, talk to us. Let's see. Oh, one of my favorite ones, which I haven't been on in a while, was with a company called Right Eye. Mm -hmm. And they are a eye tracking software company that basically diagnoses you based off of diagnoses your eyes or eye injuries or diseases, mostly injuries, based on your eye movements. And so helping them build their software, like doing the requirements for that, like that was fun. Like I love working with scientists. I absolutely love working with scientists. That is so <laughs> I do. Like, I don't know what it is about me in that, but like, mm -hmm. I just get a groove with working with scientists, man. Cause they just have so much it's so much complexity to whatever types of software, that, like especially Right Eye, like that still to this day is like one of the, my favorite projects that I worked on because of the whole intricate details around it, like what they were doing and like the like business rules behind, like all of that stuff was so much fun. Um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, and then also some stuff with like local government, as you can see, my mood changes with that local government. <laughs> Yes. You know, yes. Uh, local government, like DC government. I haven't worked with Maryland government though, but mostly that was around like we implemented a mobile device management solution. So mm -hmm. helping out with that, helping uh, the city, one of the agencies with that. Um, what else? Oh, another one that, oh, this is one of my other favorite ones was. General Service Administration, um, helping them develop their project management, no wait, property management, property management and leasing management application. So that was big because then you get to learn about like how the general <laughs> services like procures buildings and like all the like details it goes through and all that other stuff. So that was fun. 
That was a fun one. There's another fun one. Oh, Comcast. Working on their search and discovery application, doing their, helping them with their agile coaching, agile practices. I wasn't there long though. Um, but that was fun because that was big data. And I love the technology, like the technology behind it is so dope. Like this, the amount of information that gets passed in a NoSQL environment and using all the types of like NoSQL and then like the different cores and like how they were like doing load balancing and all this stuff. Like it's so like the technology behind it was so dope. So that was, that was a whole lot of fun just to kind of understand from like a, a, uh, an environment that was not a SQL environment, mm -hmm. understanding like what they were doing in that environment and like how they like move the data through the various uh, systems using like Elasticsearch and using the ETL process and all that other stuff. So that was fun. Like they do a lot and they do a lot of good like creative things as it relates to big data, which I'm taking that like history that I have and hopefully being able to move it into other environments like local government and, and uh, federal government from a big data perspective and just understanding NoSQL and how I understand, you know, looking at Comcast in terms of the modernization they did around their application for search and discovery on the voice remote mm -hmm. and just searching for different types of um, entertainment, how they took that and they've just built it out into I think a dynamic solution, um, but then using that same thought process in other areas, like for government, even in my own application, like that same thought process is so important. I think that we're going to get to a point where big data is going to be the thing, right? Because we're going to have so much data. Hence, why there's metaverse. I mean, I'm trying to figure out why people are surprised about metaverse. But <laughs> well, what did you think he was doing with the data? You think he, yeah. he was just sitting there like nothing? You, 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 what'd you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the whole the whole big da data concept, and 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 if anybody's li listening was one wondering what SQL is, SQL is a, is a way to tell a database or or to tell computers how to go through and and figure out things in the data to to go queries. Hey, give me this answer. Give me this answer. I want to ask this question? Give this to me. But with big data, there's so much data there, it becomes a challenge to, to figure out what the questions are to ask and how to ask them. So we get away from that with this big data concept and we start talking about, we use terms like data lakes, but think about a lake where it's just all the information is flowing and just there and it's just a matter of finding the right water or, or, or even what, what area of the water to play in. And it's it's very different than the way that we used to look at data, um, because it's it's going through much much more. It's going through an entire universe. Um, and when you talk about metaverse, that's really what it is. It really is the the universe yep. of so much data. There's so much information about it yep. out there. That it's really it's metaverse. I think it's a perfect name. Mm -hmm. Metaverse. It, it For those is. of you who don't know what meta is, it's <laughs> basically data about data. Yes, it's data. It's data that describes data, isn't it? It's how do you describe data? It's not the data itself. It's just how you describe the data. Correct. And because there's so much of it, sifting through it is all. And so, 
So it, it so when we think about Facebook, I mean, how many is, is there a billion, two billion people? Something. Facebook. I don't know. Google? It's a whole country to me. Yeah, I think it's more than a country. <laughs> it's multiple continents, and and yes, they do have all of our data. Mm-hmm. And they do. It's crazy. Well, mostly yours. You know, I don't really interact with them that much. Oh, okay. Well, that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I interact with them less than others. So, um, yeah, it's probably shocking how much data they have about my daughter and kids and so forth. Yeah, you know, I have I have a huge, a huge opinion about all that. You know, <laughs> you know my opinion is very deep as it relates to a whole bunch of social media, except LinkedIn. I respect, you know, I respect LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I spend a lot of time there. LinkedIn respects my privacy. They have all that going. So I respect LinkedIn because they respect me. Ah, there you go. There exactly. you go. All right, I'm going to come. I'm gonna, I, I, I want to get your opinion. However, I just want to tell you a quick story because right before we got on this call, <clears throat> we went through a, a coaching class a couple, couple months months ago. And there were a few of us. And of course, you know, you asked the question, what did you, and it depends. Well, it depends on the situation. We were asking that question so much. So I finally went out and I pulled down a, 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 a depends logo and I made it my background screen. So every time somebody said depends, I'd throw that up as my background screen. <laughs> well, we were just, we were just on, on a call and I was talking to David and, and David d- did a search for on his home computer to, to, to go through and cause he was going to create something. And he's like, and for months I kept getting ads for depends. <laughs> Because he was doing, he was doing his searches on his home computer. I, I didn't buy it on, on my work computer, and evidently it, it blocks a lot of that. But that's hilarious. I just thought that was kind of fun. So, <laughs> so Melissa, Melissa, in, in under five minutes, tell me your thoughts and opinions about how they're grabbing all of our data and what what the what the good, bad, and ugly is about it. Ah, uh, well. Mm. I see it as if these organizations are building a small country, right? Bigger than a small country, they should have protocols that are equivalent to a small country, right? If you have this amount of information on people, there should be protocols and government policies in place that are going to protect people and their data. I don't think it's safe from a a human center or even a, a user experience perspective that people are able to collect this amount of data on us. Um, But with the caveat that, you know, a lot of people just kind of check the boxes and the policies and and the data agreements that they sign up when they sign up for it. Uh, So there is that that aspect of it, but I do think that either we collect the data and we teach people how to safeguard themselves Mm. or, we give people more sovereignty over the data, right? I think eventually what's going to happen is either Facebook is going to be its own, not Facebook, but like there's going to be a government agency that's going to have sovereign, that's going to allow us to have sovereignty over this, right? So like, for example, our driver's license, there's the motor vehicle services, you know, there's Hmm. the Department of Transportation that kind of oversees that. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some governing body, but that governing body isn't going to take place until something tragic happens. Hmm. Now that that's that's interesting because yes, pr- pretty much every keystroke, everything we do online is is tracked by somebody. 
by Amazon, by Facebook, by Google, who, who, who Bing, whoever your search engine of choice is. Um, so they know a lot, a lot about, about us. That's why you type in one thing and suddenly, boom, you get all the ads about it. But there's far more than that. I mean, I, I, I realize I use Gmail. I use Gmail. Google owns all my emails. For the last, all kinds of stuff is in, is in my emails. Um, and they're, you know, they're pretty good about it. So, but, you know, they, they do have it. Uh, Alexa, Alexa listens to you all day long. Um, oh, yeah. And I wonder yeah, about, she does. yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, she does. Oh, she listening to you now? Are you... <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say something else, but I can't. So. <laughs> fair, fair enough, fair enough. And Siri, you know, uh, on my on my iPhone, I, I know people that just have Siri, they have their iPhone just listening to them all the time. And so I, so it is interesting. And so if there is, if there ever becomes a, a governing body over all this data, can mm -hmm. it just be a single government that has it? Or does, does it need to be like an international consortium? Because... So what I think is, is that the same way that we have border control, Mm -hmm. you know, with, through Homeland Security, we need the same thing on our devices. That's, that's is what I think. I think that there shouldn't, like for us, like for example, China's building out their own operating system, right? I think the U.S. should build out their own operating system and in order for us to get into a, a uh, foreign network or a foreign network to come into us, there needs to be a governing body. There needs to be something that is saying, do you have a passport to come over here? Hello? Oh, okay. you do? Yeah. Well, welcome. <laughs> nice to have you. Right? Like, that's what I think should happen. Because right now there's a free, it's, a, it's an open world. It's a free network of people, right, in mm -hmm. this whole space. Um, but then there's segments that are segmented off, like you have your VPN spaces, like government, you know, all that mm -hmm. other stuff. But I think that in order to protect us a little bit more, especially from just a regular citizen area, that we still need some protections around that, right? It could be blockchain. I think blockchain is a, a very awesome technology. Um, but even if it's because there's a lot of, there's still a lot of scenarios in blockchain that hasn't been all the way thought through and figured out yet in terms of how that will change our world. Mm -hmm. But in terms of what we have, the technology that we have in place now, I honestly think that we can build and put in these protocols. And that's what it will look like, whether or not it's a really a governing body that's governing our data. I'm not sure if that's what it looks like, but it does need to be a, an organization that puts in the policies around it and how our data is being used. Like the SEC, right? Mm -hmm. Security Exchange Commission, they're, they're in practice to make sure that all of our investments and trades are being traded correctly, right? Right. There's not insider trading or anything else. And, Correct. and you know, FINRA is heavily involved with that and talk about big data. So right. Right. You know, they can go through 90 million pieces of data a day. So it's interesting that we have policies in place for money, mm -hmm. right? We have policies in place for money. We have policies in place for food. We have policies in place for pets. Da, 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 da. Yeah. 
But the one thing that we're missing is how can we have policies in place for our data? Our data is the same as money. Like right now, money is a data, it's a data transaction, like it is at the SEC. That's true. So why don't we have policies in place for the sovereignty of, of human information? Because especially when we get into biometrics, that's going to be even more dangerous, right? We're already using biometrics for face, facial recognition on our phones, you know, body recognition with thumbprints, stuff like that. You start to lose and you start to like not really protect that data as much. It's nice that we trust the organizations that have that data, like Google and, and Apple and whomever else. But it's still, there's still some, for me, there's still some insecurity around, you know? Do we, do we trust them or, or, or are we just not aware of it? Or do, do we just not think, think about it much? Well, remember, <laughs> I'm the thinker. <laughs> I trust it to a certain extent because I know, like, I know, like I grew up with this, this brand and trusting this brand, right? So that's where like, it's like, that's where that relationship has been, you know, developed. Okay. Right, so I, I, I kind of trust them. I'm like, cause I'm not like, there's a reason why I don't use another brand because I don't, I'm like, mm, I don't want y'all have my thumbprint, which they <laughs> already do. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, okay, well, I, mm, I, I'm okay with this brand having my thumbprint, but not that one. Okay. So that's me. That's how I evaluate it. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 that does make sense. But at the end of the day, they are just corporations and, and they're focused on making money. So, yeah, but in order for me to like everybody else, in order for me to trust it, I got to take that out of my mind. Cause yeah. I would throw the, I would throw the phone away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I and I, th I think that that's where I am most of the time when I start thinking about the amount of data that, that Apple, Google, and everybody else has on me. It's like, oh, away. I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just, not, I'm just straight. Yep. <laughs> throw it. Just throw it. Time to think about some something else, right? Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Because, you know, Google probably knows that you and I had faux because I was doing doing a search on the, and getting directions to the, the faux place, right? So they probably, and my credit card company knows, you know, I paid for faux there. And, but you know, the one thing that I think, though, is that, I mean, it depends. Like a lot of these organizations, they do a good job on aggregating data together. Like they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're trying to cleanse it, normalize it, aggregate together so they can do more analysis. But it's still a lot of work. It's still a lot of work. Like there's, you know, I'm just thinking in my head that they have all this stuff together and aggregated, but it still may be segmented, you know, mm -hmm. like your email may have this information about you, but your workspace may have this, you know what I mean? It still could be segmented. Yes. Yes. And, and that's, and, and, but it could all be aggregated together if, if necessary. Now the, the, you know, perhaps the saving grace for now is it becomes too difficult to figure out what is Melissa Daly doing. And exactly because there's just so much data out there. So well, one, I don't post that. I don't post that shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like nobody knows what I'm doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> shit that I do on a regular basis. No, you don't know. Because okay. by the time I post anything, I'm probably asleep. 
Okay. All right. That that's true. That's true. But if you type in directions, um, if you do a search for a place, um, you know, all of the, all of those things are there. Yeah. So that's so true. I, yeah. So I don't have to post that. You know, I'm at such and such a place. No, you're right. You're right. That's true. You know, um, you know, my my and my phone is is tracking where I where I go, where I drive. It can. So combining yeah. all that. But anyway, anyway. So look, we've been talking for about thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. 30, 35 minutes. And you, you know, you and I could talk forever. We, we always, we always run out of time, but um, you know, what, what did we, what did we just talk about? And what, what are any final words you'd, you'd like to say for all those people listening, listening to you and getting to know you other than the fact that you are now going to be a new co-host with, with me, I hope on agile world. And yeah. we're going to be talking to other people. So uh, any final words of wisdom? Keep your head up. True word, the Tupac. <laughs> there you go keep your head up yeah. all right i like that i like that so um all right so this is agile world news we're better english and we are here at, with melissa daly and if you enjoyed this chat please uh, think about subscribing would greatly appreciate it anything that we covered here will be in the show notes along with um Gee, Melissa, can, can, can we post your LinkedIn? Uh, you know, people, people know how to find you then. <laughs> of course. Of and course. To, and a link to Orca Intelligence, uh, Melissa's, sure. Melissa's company, as well yeah. as some of the other projects. So um, so this, this was great. I enjoyed chatting with you. I can't wait to see you at uh, Inflectricon uh, co- coming up. In, that's May, what, 5th, 6th? When is that? When is that? May 5th and 6th. Okay. May 5th and 6th. It's in DC. Looking forward to seeing you. You know I'm a hugger, so you're gonna have to put up with that. Oh and- no. <laughs> Steve Hug. You know I love my Steve Hug. <laughs> and I love hugging you too. I know. Um, Steve anyway, Melissa, it was great seeing you. We will talk to you soon and um look forward to seeing you in person. Thank you. You too, Steve. Thanks. Bye-bye.